Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Himalaya. You're listening to Think Like an Economist a Himalaya learning production. For exclusive content like bonus episodes and supplemental materials for this podcast and others like it, go to Himalaya.com econ and enter promo code econ, E-C-O-N, at checkout to get your first 14 days free. It's time to think like an economist. Naz, I hear you have a shopping tip for us. Yeah, and it's only useful in some places, but an uncle gave me a tip about going to a market in the Middle East, and that is to let a local do the buying. Okay, so why is that? Well, once you look like you're from abroad, the prices magically go up. So this is why I can never get a good deal at the market we went to in Istanbul. It says blonde locks, Justin. But it happens. I mean, there are rarely prices on things, and I think the shopkeeper looks at you and sort of susses out how much they think you can pay, and they milk you for it, which is kind of clever and good for them. So economists call this a sophisticated pricing strategy, and that's the topic for this week's episode of Think Like an Economist with me, Betsy Stevenson. And I'm Justin Wolfers. We're teaching you the super tools of economics that'll supercharge your life. Nestran Tavakoli Farr is with us. A sophisticated pricing strategy is a great term. And it's a great concept, and you don't have to be in a market in Turkey to experience it. They're more common than you think. Next time you go to the movies, look at the prices. You'll often see that students and seniors pay less, even though everyone in the movie theatre is getting the same product, as they're watching the same movie at the exact same time. But I guess not everyone can afford the same price for a ticket. Exactly. So movie theatres do something clever. Instead of saying you can only come if you pay the full ticket price... Or instead of making tickets cheaper for everyone, they charge different people different prices. They're trying to make it so that nearly all of their customers will want to buy a ticket for the movie, and also so they get as much money as they can from each of those customers. This can really boost their bottom line, making a moderate business super profitable. When a business sells something at different prices, we call it price discrimination. So this is really intuitive, right? Businesses want to charge people what they'll pay. And so they want to discriminate to charge each of their customers the highest price they'd be willing to pay for a product. So how does a movie theater do that? Well, they do some research and they discover that people with jobs might pay up to $20 for a movie ticket, but students might only pay up to $10. Economists call this price the reservation price, the most a customer is willing to pay for a product. If you follow the cost-benefit principle, you'll only buy a movie ticket if the ticket costs less than your marginal benefit. And so your reservation price is your marginal benefit. And what if the movie theatre charges $12 for everyone instead? Can't they solve the problem that way? Well, there are plenty of people willing to pay up to $20 for a ticket. So that's $8 that the movie theatre loses if they charge everyone $12. And you know what? $12 is still too much for students. (laughs) 
Okay, I see. This sounds good for a business. It means they're selling as much of their product as they can and squeezing as much money from everyone as they can. And do customers benefit from price discrimination? Some do and some don't, which is why it can be controversial. If you're getting charged 20 bucks because the theatre figures you can afford it, then obviously you'll resent paying that higher price. People hate being asked to pay a bit more, even if they can afford it. But by offering discounts to students, the theatre makes it possible for students to afford a night at the movies. So they're better off. The upside of price discrimination is that it makes it possible for more people to benefit from a product. Price discrimination is important for some of our most important purchases. For example, universities usually set a pretty high sticker price. That's the price they say they're going to charge everyone. But actually, very few students pay that. You know, at our university, the University of Michigan, the sticker price is $49,000. But not very many students pay that. In a recent class, I asked my students how much tuition they're actually paying this year. I did it in an anonymous poll. We found out that around 40% of them pay less than $10,000 in tuition, and only 16% pay more than $40,000. Universities do this by providing grants and scholarships. Sometimes they're based on your family's income, so we think of this as need-based. You simply can't afford to pay more. And sometimes they're based on your academic abilities, which are really nice to win, but really they're just a fancy word for a university offering a discount. So by doing price discrimination and giving these discounts, the University of Michigan allows students who can't afford the sticker price of $49,000 to get a good education. You bet. Our examples so far are movie tickets and a college education. These are really different products. I mean, can you price discriminate with any product? To price discriminate, you need to make sure that your business meets three conditions. First of all, you need market power, which is what we were looking at in our last episode. And to recap, a business has market power if it can charge higher prices without losing many sales to a competing business. That's right. So the University of Michigan has some market power. It's very good university, so people want to study here. As a student applying to universities, you only get so many offers. Secondly, to be able to price discriminate, you need to be able to prevent resale. Naz, if I sell you something on discount because you qualify, say, for a student discount, you can just resell that product at a higher price to someone else and keep the difference. Price discrimination only works if we can prevent you from reselling the product. Yes, and scholarships or grants which lead to lower university tuition only get given to a specific person. Exactly. Another example is airline tickets. Airlines use price discrimination. Usually, you need to provide ID at the airport, which has to match your name on the ticket. And note that the more aggressively a business price discriminates, the more important it is for them to prevent resale. Finally, you have to be able to figure out who to give the discounts to. So you need to figure out which customers can pay how much. You could just ask people the maximum they're willing to pay. But a lot of people aren't going to be honest. I mean, everybody wants a discount. So businesses have to use other ways to figure it out. And that's what we're going to look at next. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. One of the easiest ways to price discriminate is to charge different groups different prices. Movie theaters charge students and seniors less money. Or you could say they charge everyone else more. Yeah, but they won't admit it because that'll annoy everyone. They're more likely to say they give discounts to certain groups. Businesses can charge people different prices according to things like where they live, how old they are, or other characteristics. They're trying to divide the market into different groups who are willing to pay different amounts. And we see this in small ways all the time. In the U.S., lots of companies offer discounts to people in the military. They'll say that this is because they're patriotic. But really, they're also charging military members less because it's the best way to keep them as customers, given that they're probably not earning that much. So to be able to do this, a business has to figure out what prices to charge each group. And they do this with the tools we developed in our last episode on market power. Say a movie theater looks at students and figures out the quantity to sell using the rational rule for sellers. So they'll keep selling until the marginal revenue for students is equal to the marginal cost. Then the business looks at the demand curve for this quantity and sees the price they should charge. Can this thing of charging different groups different prices be dicey, though? Yeah, I mean, it would be pretty outrageous if movie theaters charged men and women at a different rate. That'd be a bit of a PR disaster. What businesses need to do is focus on groups like the military, students, or seniors, where people won't object to those people getting a discount. And how about universities? When Justin asked his students how much they paid in tuition, he was getting a lot of really specific numbers. Colleges often tailor their discounts to each particular student. When you apply to university in the US, the university asks a lot of really detailed and personal questions about your family's income. There's forms, they're many pages long, and they're a super pain to fill out. But they allow the university to target the discount precisely to you. These forms help the federal government determine you and your family's ability to pay for school, and they pass that information on to the university. It's important to know that providing discounts based on your income is pretty rare. So movie theatres tend to try to group lower-income people into categories like students or seniors. We've been talking about different prices for different groups of customers. Now, do businesses have any creative ways to figure out who should get a discount? Absolutely. So far, we've been looking at groups where you need to show your age or student card or military ID. But businesses also let people sort of organize themselves. Naz, what was the last hardback book you purchased? I recently bought the book Money by Jacob Goldstein, who hosts Planet Money. And how much did you pay? I paid $28. You know that it'll be out in paperback in just a few months and it'll be a heck of a lot cheaper. I know, but I really want to read this book and I don't want to have to wait ages for it to come out in paperback. And also we have the holidays coming up and I'll have time to delve in then. A lot of people don't realise this, but that's exactly why hardback books cost more than paperback books. Never judge a book by the price of its cover. What publishers are doing is figuring out who really wants to read a book as soon as possible and so is willing to pay more for it. So they offer hardbacks, which come out first and typically have a higher price, 
and then a few months later offer a cheaper paperback version. So you're saying the hardback is for the hardcore fans. That's right. You'll see this a lot. Let's go back to our movie theatre example. You can pay 20 bucks to see a movie in a theatre, or you can wait a few months and stream it for 10 bucks, and wait a few more years so you could see it for free on TV. This is interesting. You're saying that there's different prices based on how much you want something now. Yeah, we call this pricing method the hurdle method. A business offers lower prices to people who are willing to overcome some kind of hurdle or obstacle. The secret is designing a hurdle so that your high-value customers won't want to deal with it, so they're willing to pay the higher price. And if your low-value customers do leap over the hurdle, they get the lower price. The idea is to get people to naturally sort themselves into groups based on their willingness to pay or their reservation price. I'm, I'm interested in these obstacles or hurdles that you mention. So often a hurdle's related to effort. Supermarkets offer deals all the time. Some products are on discount and others aren't. And this is changing all the time. You need to spend some time in the supermarket seeing what's on sale, what isn't, deciding what to stock up on. So you only get those discounts if you put in the time and money to find them. Naz, you started out by sharing the tip your uncle gave about markets in the Middle East. Well, there's actually a lot of markets where you can haggle or negotiate for a better price, and not just in other countries. You can often haggle with your mobile phone company, give them a call and threaten to switch providers. Customer service staff have some power to price discriminate, to give you a discount if they think you may take your money and custom somewhere else. I keep coming back to this term hurdle. It almost sounds like a business is trying to make it hard for you to buy their stuff. What they're trying to do is make it hard for you to get a discount. That way, only those who really need the discount to make the purchase will go through the effort to get it. Naz, have you ever noticed that there are a lot of discount retailers of designer clothes in small, out-of-the-way towns? Yeah, and they're usually far away from the city center. Yeah, so you could walk into a fancy store in the middle of town to buy a suit. Let's say it costs $600, which is a lot of money. Or you can travel a few hours to one of these retail outlets and buy the same stuff for way less. Sometimes you can pick up the same suit for half price, like $300. Now, believe it or not, some people can afford 600 bucks for a suit. It's not a lot of money for them, and they can't be bothered to take a two-hour drive out of town to get a discount. So they'll pay the full price in the fancy store in the middle of town. The folks who want to bargain are willing to put in the time and effort to drive out of town and get that same suit from an outlet store for much less. So you're saying that cheaper things come to those who will make the effort? Absolutely, but don't forget the opportunity cost principle. That time you're putting to get the cheaper price has value. Sometimes the hurdle's not time. It's about the quality of the products. And you might be surprised, but businesses sometimes intentionally make their products worse in order to create a hurdle. So take movie streaming. When you go to Amazon... You can pay 10 bucks for the high-def version or 6 bucks for the standard-definition version. Now, the high-def doesn't cost them any more. In fact, the standard-def, they have to take the high-def movie and make it worse. But the reason they're doing that is to create a hurdle. You know, they figure that people willing to leap the hurdle of watching a movie with slightly lower quality are those who really need the discount. There's one other major type of discount we haven't looked at yet, and that's quantity. Often buying something in bulk works out to be cheaper. So this is like when you go to the supermarket and you can buy six toilet rolls for $9 or 96 rolls for $52. That's right. Big families who are often price sensitive will be willing to buy all that toilet paper. 
But if you live in an apartment on your own, you probably don't have the space to store that much toilet paper. So you'll probably buy the six-pack, even though it's not a great deal. There's also something called bundling. This is when you sell a bunch of things together. And the price for the bundle is often less than if you purchased everything separately. Yeah, and I think cable companies do this a lot. You can get the channels you want, or you can pay just a little bit more and get lots of channels in a bundle. The thing is, often you don't even want all the channels in the bundle anyway. Yes, and this is smart of them. They get you to pay a little more for that bundle, rather than getting a bit less from you if you just bought the channels you do want. Let me try to summarise. Businesses often try to get away with charging different people different prices for the exact same things. Their big idea is to charge each customer as much as they can get away with. And that means charging each customer a little less than their reservation price. Yeah, and it can be super profitable for a business and super frustrating for a customer. You know, next time you're on a plane, you could ask the person next to you how much they paid for their ticket. But if you paid a lot, you might not like their answer because I bet it'll be less than what you paid. For a business, the most difficult part is figuring out which customers you should charge more and which you should charge less. The key idea is to figure out who gets the biggest marginal benefit because they're the ones who are going to be willing to pay more. And is there anything you want our listeners to think about over the next few days? My homework assignment is for listeners to look at all the different ways in which you might be paying more or less for something than other people. I bet you'll discover that price discrimination is everywhere. And if you're really smart... Maybe you'll be able to find a way for you to get the lowest price. Betsy, Justin, thank you. Naz, good luck shopping. I hope that we gave you some tips that help you score some lower prices. Use that price discrimination to your advantage, Naz. She who makes the most effort saves the most money. (laughs) And that can be you. Yeah, but don't forget the value of your time. Yes. I need you working on the podcast. To get the most out of this show, check out our bonus episodes and supplemental materials, available only on the Himalaya Learning platform. Himalaya Learning provides bite-sized courses from world-class thinkers and industry experts such as Ariana Huffington, Malcolm Gladwell, Tim Ferriss, and more for you to enjoy in the app, on the go. Go to Himalaya.com econ and enter promo code econ, E-C-O-N, at checkout for your first 14 days free. It's time to think like an economist. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.